I did want to thank everyone for their advice on uh, my disaster of a trip planning because for some weird reason, when I'm traveling in a group, I'm fine. But when I'm solo traveling, it's like I, uh, I'm an absolute disaster, Josh. It makes no sense. Leatherneck Sooner writes, this is why you pre-write a list and pack it ahead of time the best way you can. And make note of the order you pack it so when you leave, it all goes together quick and easy. See, okay, Leatherneck Sooner, that's a smart, wise way to do traveling, right? Um, but but <laughs> to me, that time you spent making a list is time that could be spent just packing. Packing. It is, I, all right, I need this and this. I mean, I could tell. The Josh, list, though, the idea is you will not you will not leave something because you've written the list. I pack underwear like I have IBS or something. Well, I, you have to. I don't know why. I mean, it's just it's crazy. Uh, and the Nick writes, Plank, are you actually such a control freak that you controlled your mind to believe you're not a control freak? <laughs> that might, it's a brilliant theory. That might actually be a pretty good point, to be honest with you. Uh, yo, I, yo, how can you wake up dead? <laughs> exactly. Oh, I think you just um, made a fact. Yeah, exactly. You know what? Uh, Steve, Our buddy Steve Braun, regular contributor to the Super Secret Textosa line, did point out that one of our guys had said, you know, Danny Stutzman is one of the quirkier guys that we've ever covered. And he actually wouldn't put it past Danny trying to pull a prank like this. But, but I still go back to last Wednesday. I still go back to last Wednesday. And I think, you know, he also, he's got a flair for the dramatic, right? So in that moment, with Teddy Lehman right next to you to say, I'm coming back, let's go win a title in the SEC, would have been pretty awesome. Well, and, hey, I hope you're right. I'd love to be right. But uh, I would be very surprised. And his professional future I don't think is something that, as much of a jokester as he's you know known to be, I, I don't think – that just doesn't strike me as something he would pull a prank about. And then there's this from the 503 – uh, OUNIL needs to get one to one and a half mil more to keep Stutzman on the roster for another year would be such a vital help. A smoothish debut in the fabled SEC. I mean, I don't know that they haven't. I mean, I Oklahoma's NIL, my understanding of it is we're not going to be in the business of dropping bags on college players. And I don't think a lot of people are in that business anymore either, Josh. I think that world, not completely gone, kids are still getting paid, but I don't. I think the Jane Rashada experience was one of those where everyone was like, this isn't really happening, right? And, you know, in that case, it wasn't. This is probably accurate out of the 480 uh-huh. as well. OU has linebacker offers out. Danny Stutzman's gone. Yeah, I just... I mean, there, there are tea leaves in writing on the yeah. walls out there. Yeah, and, and I mean, I would add one more just to continue that thought on on NIL. They're going to reward you when you perform well, right? And when they're like, okay, we want to keep this guy around. So if you get disappointed by what might be out there for you, then you haven't performed well. And I know they've, but oh, I thought NIL wasn't it's, supposed to be performance based and blah, blah, blah. Okay. This, to me, what we're discussing right here is 
the exact conversation at times we find ourselves in with the NFL or the NBA or Major League right. Baseball, where it's, look, yes, I would rather pay Danny Stutzman to come back for a year than, you know, Braden Platt or Nesta or whoever. You know, a transfer portal guy, okay, that's a little bit different if it's somebody that was an all-conference performer at a power league. But if we're talking hypotheticals here, mm-hmm. that's like draft picks versus, no, I know I've got an all-pro guy in right. this gentleman. Mm-hmm. And then there's this from Russ in Atlanta, to which I don't know if I agree with, but he writes, there's no better way to look bad to a national audience than having half your team sit out a bowl game. Um. I don't, I don't, I don't care. But you know what? There's no better way to look great for an audience than to have half your team sit out for a bowl game and to go out there and put one on Arizona. <laughs> right. I mean, Russ, I'm not trying to in any way. You know, you know, you're my guy. But in that instance, I don't, I don't care. What the, I mean, if there's one thing I have learned during my time in covering college football, it doesn't matter what Paul Feinbaum thinks or says about you. It sure as heck doesn't matter what Kirk Herbstreit or Desmond Howard says about you. Who cares? And once you all reach that level of zen, you'll be in a much better place. It doesn't matter what Brandon Walker says about you on Twitter. Who cares? Who cares? I want to fight everyone on the text line. I really do. I mean, not that that when we get into our disagreements, right? What we used to we used to block people like crazy, right? Some of it was a bit, most of it was not. And What's the uh, what's the the meme that was the joke for the long time? How you getting cyberbullied? Just step away from the computer. So I kind of, so I kind of took that to, uh, you know what? Uh, your opinion doesn't matter to me. So I would step away, and it, it, it made things better. Yeah, but Paul Feinbaum sang it on ESPN. Paul Feinbaum has been trying to write Alabama's obituary. Yeah, for like twenty years. That's his bit. <laughs> I, right. That's his bit. Right. And everybody's got a bit and this and that, but. Uh... <laughs> you know, winning it'll take care of itself. Um, all right, there's a lot we could we could go in on this, but let's uh, let's roll. It's time for the top five stories of the day. And yes, uh, big story number one is obviously the portal. The report of Danny Stutzman leaving early. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a bit. But first, Newcastle Casino wants to make sure that you're informed. It's time for the top five stories of the day. Brought to you by Newcastle Casino. Newcastle Casino, where real gamers play. Let's go, man. Oh, yes. Highway I-44, exit 107, Newcastle Casino, with 14 table games. Uh, The OTB that's right there on site. And, of course, incredible deals and options for you at NewcastleCasino.com. All right, big story number five. Number five. So we don't do a ton of baseball, even during the the baseball season. But what did you make of the big news that broke late last night? Juan Soto is a New York Yankee after the San Diego Padres traded him away. The Padres are... are, Now, again, I'm not going to pretend like I'm all in on the minor league... Uh, rankings, but the Padres are getting clowned quite a bit because they gave up so much to get him and apparently didn't get a ton in return. But Juan Soto as a Yankee, what do you think? 
I think it's great news uh, for the New York Yankees. And to me, it signals that, yeah, the, the Padres, maybe they don't want uh, to remain one of the richest teams in <laughs> baseball. I mean, right? I mean, in that they're, they're obviously trying to maneuver to where they, they're not spending as much. Could not agree more. And I hate it. You know, like Seattle uh, got rid of Kalinic, right? Yep. I would have loved to have seen the Mariners keep spinning to add to what they've got. But uh, some of these franchises, and I get it, it's not built on a New York Yankees television deal. That's in right. Seattle or San Diego. I understand the obstacles, but, man, it'd be so good for the sport to, to have a couple of those franchises just remain all in. Could not agree more. Meanwhile, uh, Shohei Otani is due to make his decision. Here's what John Paul Morosi said about the Otani sweepstakes. This was from the MLB Network last night. That he met with Los Angeles last week. There seems to be, JP, this almost unofficial code of silence, right, about who he's meeting with and the suitors. And I don't know, the guys kind of touched on it earlier. I don't understand it. We all knew this, right? Right. Good morning. Good morning, Lauren. It is certainly a complicated week and a complicated question about Shoei Otani's wishes and where he is going to go. I think the important thing here is that he is days away from deciding, according to what a a lot of people close to this process have told me here this week. Again, it may not be today, but it's going to be soon. By all accounts, we now know the Dodgers have met with him. There are strong indications that the Giants and Blue Jays both met with him. The Angels, of course, they've got that home field advantage, so to speak. So he has met with all the finalists now, and it's decision time. Right. It is decision time for Shohei Otani. And I agree with Harold and Joel that this all could have been done in a way that celebrated the game and indeed elevated the sport in a different manner. I think that in many ways is a forefront topic today, but we're also just waiting on the decision itself. So I am, um, I'm very confused, Josh, because like I said, it's big story. Number five, we've probably spent more time on it now than we've spent on a lot of baseball topics that aren't OU baseball related People are mad because he's conducting his search process in a private way? Well, I think uh, what is we've learned what here getting? is this is the latest way that baseball has been ruined. Oh, and, okay. And, and cost its opportunity to, uh, to grow, right, in the, huh. uh, in the national light. It's all Shohei's fault. Oh, my gosh. Josh, breaking news. Uh, involving the transfer portal, but it is Florida-related. Trevor Etienne is in the transfer portal. Starting running back for Florida. 753 yards, eight touchdowns. Whoa. Do you like covered wagons? Covered wagons. <laughs> <laughs> this breaking news report brought to us, by the way, by Wagner's wow. Heating and Air Conditioning. Electrical and plumbing, we sell the best. Service the rest. Wow. Okay. All right. Big story number four. Number four. <laughs> Uh, last night, Oklahoma City lost. They lost to Houston. I, I, I have no words. Houston just decided that they weren't going to guard Josh Giddy, and then also decided that they were going to attack Josh Giddy. One ten, one oh one. Dylan Brooks had twenty three points. OKC returns home tomorrow night for a showdown with the Warriors. 
they are uh, they've lost three of their last five games. But in that, a twenty three point win over the Lakers, and a weird game against the Mavericks. I thought it, where they got outscored on thirty zip and somehow still won the game. You watch any of this last night? You know what? I I did not. Okay, I I was glued in for a while. I was maybe this is part of the reason why I was packing so uh, eclectically. But it was uh, it was the Shea Gilgis Alexander show on offense for Oklahoma City, and no one really did anything else. Chet Holmgren had four points. Yeah, that's uh, obviously not good enough for him. I mean, he needs to be a solid fifteen twenty five guy yeah. every night. It doesn't help either whenever uh, you have a team like Houston that just couldn't miss from three-point range and you couldn't hit. Thunder fall to 13-7 and seven on the season. They fall 110-101. Big story number three. Number three. Okay, I got a lot of NFL stuff here to get to. But did you, um, did you happen to see the story out of Jacksonville last night? A former Jacksonville Jaguars financial employee is accused of stealing over $22 million from the franchise over a four-year period by manipulating something called its virtual credit card program. So this isn't like office space where they put the decimal in the wrong spot. Oh, no, no, no. Apparently, Amit Patel has been charged with wire fraud and illegal monetary transactions. He used his position as the sole overseer of the franchise's VCC program to fund lavish personal purchases and cover up his theft. I'm not going to lie to you. I I don't even know what a virtual credit card program is. Do you? I've never heard of it in my life. No, not really. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've, it's, it's obviously a pay grade that is well above mine. $22,221,451 using some of the money for purchases that included a condominium in Ponte Verde uh, Beach, a Tesla Model 3 sedan, cryptocurrency, chartered private jets, luxury hotel stays, a country club membership, and luxury wrist watches. He was the sole administrator of the VCC program, which is a payment method that functions like a traditional credit card account but without a physical credit card well that seems problematic (laughs) obviously it is here at what point do you realize that maybe you're getting a little bit too carried away with this was there ever a point for patel where he's like "Ah, i might want to calm this thing down a little bit i might get busted or is it one of those where if you're in josh you're in i guess yeah if you're in you're in and i would say you know, once you hit seven figures, is probably largely dangerous. Yeah, yeah, it's a moment where you're like, I don't know. Meanwhile, uh, on the field, on the field, we've got another new starting quarterback for the New York Jets. That gives us our best chance to win, um, and uh, giving him another opportunity to go prove that. How did that conversation go when you told him? Uh, he's good. He's fired up. Uh, like I said uh, on Monday, he came into my office. He wants the ball, uh, and he's excited about getting this opportunity to finish the season strong. Mm. See Aaron Rodgers reacting to the report that he didn't want to be the starting quarterback. Not Aaron, but that Zach Wilson said no when asked when offered the job. Aaron Rodgers is like, we got leaks in this building. We need to call out the rats. Ooh. So uh, that did, in fact, happen then, <laughs> is what Aaron Rodgers confirmed. Meanwhile, in the most NFL way possible, 
the Eagles got blown out at home, so that means uh, the ship is sinking for Philadelphia. Here's Steve Young. I watched the game, and then toward the, the end of the third quarter, I'm like, what, what, what pretenders these guys were. Like, they're not good. They're not, last year, that defense was smothering. It's not. They've lost they've lost people in linebacker that you could just see, like, they didn't have the pursuit. They, didn't have, like, they don't have it. I don't know what they – I don't know if they can get it back. I know they were tired, too, but I was like, I, I, we're really good. I mean, I get that part, too. But uh, I just felt like a pretender situation. So the Eagles are pretenders, and apparently, according to my guy David Carr, Derek's older brother, they're starting the wrong quarterback. Clearly, Jalen isn't comfortable reading through a defense in a drop-back pass scenario. Some would say he's not even good at it. And I think that when you look at this team, you have to have a serious conversation if you're Philly, and you have to really say – is it better for us to play Marcus Mariota right now and let Jalen get really? fully healthy? Because I would argue that it does not matter if you're the number one seed. Because if the 49ers come into Philly again, they do not care. If you're Nick Sirianni, this is the type of decision and conversation you have to have if you have a big-picture mentality. And I think you can have that conversation, honestly, with Jalen. And if you set him down, that's all Jalen talks about is the end result and getting to the Super Bowl and winning that thing. The best way we can do it, they didn't run the football at all with him. They, no, they twice? They That's not they it, man. That's not the winning edge. Put Marcus in there. Win a couple games. Yeah. Maybe you have the number one seed still. You might have it. I'd say he's probably better at playing quarterback for the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh. Right now. Right now. Oh. Oh. Who, oh. who the heck were we Whoa. just listening to? Well, that was David Carr on the NFL Network. I don't know who was providing the wows and the oohs. Yeah, and the who, uhs, but. who is egging this insanity on? Who are these guys? I... Uh, he looks hurt, but Marcus Mariota doesn't give you a better chance to win. I mean, come on. <laughs> well, and for Steve Young to sit there and say that they're pretenders is pretenders, right. ridiculous. I mean, they're they're ten and two. They've got the best record in the National Football League. They just went through a gauntlet that features the Cowboys, Chiefs, Bills, and Niners. They're going to go to the Cowboys again. Then they go to Seattle. So, I mean, they're in the midst of a very, very difficult stretch. And guess what? It caught up to them against a San Francisco team that had a revenge bone to pick with them. Right. How do you feel right now if you're uh, Amazon and you spend all that money for the NFL and you're getting ready for a game tonight between Bailey Zappi and Mitch Trubisky? <sighs> Not good. Yeah, it's uh, a horrible uh, game tonight. Patriots, Steelers tonight. All right, big story number two. Number two. I don't know what to make of this, and I'm trying to. I'm trying to better understand it. It's a it's a big story, but the uh, O double S double A is going to initiate a one-time free transfer rule. And I'm not going to – I think was the press conference today? Uh, is it coming up later on this afternoon? Love David Jackson. Um, so he'll be able to give us all the details of it. But, I mean, they have basically said that you can't recruit, right? But they're acknowledging that athlete movement from one school to another is, is common. Most of it is legally done. But prep athletes are now going to be granted an opportunity to apply for one open transfer to the public high school of their choice without actually moving to an address within the school district and without having to be sidelined for one year because of the eligibility rules that were in place. Um, 
Okay. Uh, I'm intrigued. Bill Haston, or if you've listened to this program with any regularity, you might know him as Bill Hastings. Uh, he has an article that he wrote about it that's currently up at TulsaWorld.com. Entitled, Why Bixby Will Win. Exactly. The headline of it is, Why Bixby Will Win Everything Still. Now and into the future. Superintendent Rob Miller of the Bixby Public Schools said, and I quote, if a school has the ability to accept transfers and a student applies and doesn't have any disciplinary or academic reasons to not accept them, then the school will have to accept them. If we put it out there that we have no space for 10 seniors, I'm sorry, if we put it out there that we have space for 10 seniors, we have to take 10 seniors. And it's the first who apply, not the first 10 athletes who can run a 4 4 Okay. We'll get more clarification on this as time progresses. Do you think it's a good thing for Norman North? And I think it's a good thing for Washington. Um, I think it's a good thing for most schools. But then I also worry about the unintended consequences of this, right? I'm not crazy about it. I'll, I'll be honest with you. It. Uh, why do we have school districts? You know, I mean, why Why do you have that Very if, true. if you can just literally pick up and go wherever you want to go? So, At what point does this become someone, someone saying, my kid's got a 4.0, but the curriculum here sucks. I want him to go somewhere else with a better um, – I, I can only use Tulsa as an example. Booker T. Washington is a really good academic school. And so it's like, well, you're going to take the athletes. What about the academic side? My kid's doing really well at X school, but I know it's got a better curriculum here. I want him to go there. So you got I mean, is that – what is? why even have district lines? You're right, Josh. We'll learn more about it. David Jackson has had, got a press conference coming up today. But that's where we are, and apparently that's where we're heading. Uh, for the Oklahoma Secondary Schools Activities Association, which gets us, of course, to big story number one. Number one. Number one. Number one. Uh, hold on here. The board meeting to consider Rule 8. You know, let's see, President, Rule 8, the expectation would be, huh. This is, you want this email that was sent to the athletic directors real quick? Sure. Today, the O, uh, OSSAA Board of Directors considered an exception to Rule 8. The exception would permit a student that has already established a member school to the opportunity to be considered for an exception to Rule 8, allowing for a student to choose a different school and become eligible. The board voted to approve the exception by a vote of 12 to 1. As with any rule or policy change made during the course of the school year, the change is not effective till July 1st, 2024. So, in other words, this isn't a potential. This is happening. It's a reality now. <laughs> all right, big story number one. When, when we come back, Josh, let's go all in on all of the, the portal news. If you guys got to get, here's the headlines. Danny Stutzman, according to reports, is turning pro. Uh, Oklahoma has its first commitment out of the portal. It is a guy we talked about yesterday in Spencer Brown, offensive lineman who, at least by the notes that I have, started every game last year and then – Started every game in 2022. Um, he is pursuing a second degree in interdisciplinary studies. Heading into this year, so 21, 23 career games, had what I 
have his 25 consecutive starts. Big offensive tackle, 6'6", 315 pounds, and it played at the right side. Oklahoma has also added two new offers in Chris Paul Jr. Pooh, if you see poop, uh, poop. If you see poo uh, in your Twitter timeline, uh, you don't want to see that in your Twitter timeline. <laughs> if you see poo, that's who this is, Chris Paul Jr. And then running back Sam Franklin out of UT Martin, the most recent portal targets for Oklahoma. We'll go more in-depth on it next right here on The Ref. Oh, thank you for the clarification. Dr. H writes, uh, Rob Miller's comments were actually referencing the new open transfer portal law that went into place a couple years ago. The OWSAA action was a reflection of that law and pending legislation at the state capitol that would force the same. I just, um, it looks like open transfer to me, so smarter people can figure that out. Um, well, at least Like one. you. Like at you. At least one open transfer. Um, Russ and Atlanta writes, is it a good thing for Tulsa Edison High football? Maybe so, man. It's a good school. It's a good school. Um, and they, they've got the best freshman quarterback in the state right now. Uh, Here's a question for you. Oh, gosh, I don't know what. Is it good for the west side of the state? Maybe. Maybe not. Are you thinking no? Uh, I'm thinking maybe that uh, at some point we might see a consolidation of talent at one school. Mm. Now, you know, when and where that happens, we'll see. What do you know, Josh? What do you know? Uh, no, I, I know nothing. I'm just saying that eventually, don't you think kids on the west side of the state are – I mean, do you think a number of kids on the west side of the state are going to say, hey, I'm going to Jinx or I'm going to – I mean, I just well, – that's but, hard for me to fathom that you would drive right. that way every day. Well, I'm just saying, I mean, you, you, you live two hours away. So, I mean, unless mom and dad's going to get a transfer to Tulsa, I, I mean, it was hard enough for me – Whenever I wasn't in the same city that my son lived in, right, for a couple of years, it sucked. So I can't – I don't think you're going to see that. But you <laughs> might see everybody wind up at Norman North or at Moore or at Westmore or at Mustang or at Edmond Santa Fe, you know. Jeremy brings up an interesting point. And, again, like I'm, like I'm telling you right now, everything will be a lot smarter than me. Okay, I just know what I see and I know what I'm concerned about. The problem I have is if we pay more taxes for our school improvements, how is it fair that someone in a district that votes down every bond issue can just transfer into our district? Bro, that's a great point. I mean, you you understand the fight of it that you have to get money for bond issues to pass, for improvements to be made to schools. It's not easy. And then all of a sudden you have someone that's constantly just we don't need to do that. We're not doing that. We're not ever doing that. Then all of a sudden, boom, they're somewhere else. Um, Out of the 918, it still won't matter. <laughs> yeah, I think you're right. Everybody, okay. everybody transferring to one school. Carry uh, on. As, as we speak, we'll, we'll get more on this one. And I'm just going to be honest with you guys. Portal talk. I'm leaving for Army-Navy. Um, I'm getting ready for softball. I got basketball stuff we're trying to, to be smart on. NBA uh, obviously high school recruiting too, and then the future of, of OU football in the SEC, this is not real high on my radar. I mean, you smarter people than me can figure it out. For me, I just want the Warriors to win a state championship on Saturday, then I'm good. Brent Venables. Brent Venables has a lot to say. He is in the midst of his Alamobile press conference, which I don't think we're allowed to carry live. Uh, was asked about Danny Stutzman. 
And if you haven't been following us on Twitter at KREF Sports, then here's what he had to say. Um, oh, hold on. It's not on KREF Sports. I apologize. Close that. It's on the Book of Faces. Brent Venables on Danny Stutzman. Everything has its time. Whenever Danny is prepared to let everyone know his future, out of respect for him, I'll reserve comment for that point in time. Danny had an amazing career. I'm sorry. Danny had an amazing year. And as good as a leader as we've had on our team and I've been around. Kind of still leaves things a little bit open-ended. Out of this, there's no one in our locker room that loves the University of Oklahoma more than him. Brent Venables was asked about Dylan Gabriel playing in the bowl game. Says nothing is finalized, but did add how grateful he was for Dylan Gabriel. A couple of other highlights based on what the guys like George and Eric are tweeting right now. Um, on the guys who will play in the bowl game, quote, we'll have an opportunity to start multiple guys who might be starting for the first time in their careers. Hmm. And said that he expects 35 to 37 scholarship players this cycle compared to the 42 that were added last year. He expects around 27 high school recruits, give or take, and about 28 to 29 players to be on campus in January. Um, and if you look at that as a major turnover, you got to remember the college football landscape is is what it is, and that recruiting class that Oklahoma is bringing in is pretty massive, right, Josh? I mean, the numbers of what are committed right now. Yeah, and probably going to grow between now and the early signing date. Brent Venables was asked if Dylan Gabriel's departure and Jackson Arnold taking over had anything to do with Jackson Arnold. He said, quote, didn't have anything to do with Jackson. Dylan thought this was going to be his last season. Quite frankly, we didn't plan to go into 2024 without Dylan Gabriel. So that, so there's no conspiracy theory here, right, Josh? And I love conspiracy theories. But. What happened? Dylan Gabriel started the season with the attention of going to the NFL after this year. Had a really good season. When the season was over, his paperwork, or I guess feedback, wasn't what he thought from the NFL, and then he didn't get an invite to the Senior Bowl. When those two things happened, he realized, I, I can make some money playing college football another year. Let's go do it. And I'm not saying, you know, that door was closed from Oklahoma, but it just appeared as if everyone was kind of on board with Jackson's the guy. I mean, is that, am I reading too much into that? No, I don't think so. And I think that's sort of, uh, again, been the expectation that for one reason or another, Dylan Gabriel would move on from Oklahoma. And most likely it would be that uh, he had a professional career that he was pers- pursuing. And Oklahoma's had a year of seasoning here with Jackson Arnold, and you, you want to turn over the keys. You don't want to keep a five-star waiting forever. It is interesting. This kind of feeds into Sean's constant take about roster turnover, how it's just it's, it's college football. 
I mean, how many? Oh, look at George. He did the work for me. Texas added 30 new players, and they went to the 14 playoff this year. Oklahoma's looking at, you know, around 35, 36. So that's going to that's gonna be the norm, I think, Josh, going forward. And that doesn't mean you replace them all with transfer portal people. It also includes your signing class, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I mean, you've got multiple ways to supplement mm-hmm. and uh, replenish talent. And for Oklahoma, as we've said, they, they want the, the strong portion of that to be via the high school ranks and then, you know, go plug and play a couple of guys that can help you in spots where you need out of the mm-hmm. portal. All right. Um, anything else that you've seen that kind of caught your eye or did we kind of hit the highlights? I think we hit the highlights. I guess we'll hear from Danny. Folks are expecting uh, later today. Mm-hmm. So that'll, if he uh, wants to, if he wants to announce it today. Well, didn't somebody say something about a podcast he's a part of? I, I, I don't. These guys have. I have so many podcasts that pop into my feed. I have no idea. I know Nick and Caden do one, and I think that's pretty cool. That's the one I watch <laughs> because it yeah, always they, pops into my feed. They do a really good job. They do. Their setup is nice. They did a good job with it. But, I mean, I, isn't he doing the podcast on the prairie now? So maybe he'll make that decision here. All right, quick break. When we come back, we'll hit the best of the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Mopping, roofing, and construction, they've got you covered, Oklahoma. Call Bob Moppin and his team, 405-703-3843. Again, Moppin Roofing, a full-service company, family-owned and operated with over 35 years of experience. Insurance specialists that can help with fire and flood remediation work. Fully insured, licensed, and bonded. Moppin Roofing bringing us hour number three right here of the Plank Show as we welcome you back and we say, all right, let's head to the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet tax line. That's 405 651 39. Jeff from OKC. I wish Stutz all the best. But that being said, when he came out earlier this year and said, guys needed a deeper buy-in, this makes that statement lose a little meaning to me. But I understand his move. Yeah, Jeff, that's a a good recall. I just – I don't know. I try to think about things – like what I would do and what I what advice and I would give as a dad, uh, and obviously um, Steve Stutzman's a rock star. Scoop Steve, as uh, Gunny likes to call him, so he understands what his son might need. I'll, you know, I'll never forget what Brian Odom told me whenever we were doing the signing day show about Danny. He said I called him to check in with him on something, and it was late. Or I, I called him to check in with something, and he was at practice, and he had to call me back, and he called me back late. And I could hear, like, like music, and I could hear what sounded like clanging. I'm like, Danny, are you out? And Danny's like, I'm at the gym. I had to get another lift in. And he's like, right away, I'm that's my guy. So I'm not going to – like, to me – I see what you're saying, Jeff. But to me, Josh, I don't – I'm never going to doubt the kind of buy-in he had. And – if he feels like the time is right, if the feedback he's getting is telling him that, bro, you're going to be a second-day pick and it's probably going to be about as good as it gets, then you, you, you probably go, right? But Just because you leave to take a, a different job or a different opportunity doesn't suddenly mean that you weren't bought into what you were saying and doing 
Unless you're Kevin Durant. Well, okay. There's exceptions to every rule, all right? Come on now. This isn't a hard and fast thing here, but I'm with you. Look, Stutzman was bought in. There's a reason your head coach, just just what we were saying a second ago, was talking about this is one of the best leaders the program has had in his time being a part of it and in recent memory. So, you know, he's hopefully passed that on down about having that deep buy-in to the program Business is business, and, mm-hmm. and don't don't begrudge somebody for making a business decision. The examples you set, Josh just hit it on the head. You hope that helps. All right, where do you want to go next? 918, congrats to Danny. Who cares if fans think he should return? It's his life, his decision, so support him. I did support him. I bought tickets to the game. I'm just as much of a contributor to his life as anyone else, Josh. What do you mean? Um, Where do you want to go next? <laughs> Eric in the OC, 714. I think it depends on position a little bit. Linebacker's a position with a high degree of injury risk. Stutzman should go. And he had an injury this year. That's what's up, Steel Man. That's what um That's why I wonder if his situation is kind of similar to DG, to where the plan in, in an opposite way, right? The plan might have been all along for Danny Stutzman to be back for another year and to be the star linebacker and to be that guy for Team 130 in the SEC, but maybe the injury changed things, right? Maybe in his mind that kind of changed the way that he thought about things. Much like with Dylan Gabriel, the lack of a true, what's the best way to put it, positive evaluation from NFL scouts changed what his plan was. And made him realize, oh, I probably need to go back to to college for another year. Uh, A couple of quick ones here. Do players in the portal get to play immediately in bowl games when choosing a new team? No. No. Um, From the 615, really excited about our new offer to Pooh Paul, Chris Paul Jr. From Arkansas, first team All-SEC middle linebacker. That will work. He's got a lot of people in his uh, ear, though, right now. Is Jaden Rowe still on the roster, asks the 405. I never hear anything about the dude. Got hurt. Yes, he is. He got hurt. Right. He's a corner, and he's got a chance to be a dude next year. But I think that's, what, two years in a row that he's got hurt? Yeah. Like, uh, but sometimes that happens in careers mm-hmm. where a guy is just sort of injury-riddled for a little bit, and then all of a sudden they get to be healthy and they have a great year. Obo. Obo's a great example of that. Um, and then one more from Frisco Sooner. Guys, I would like to wish Stutzman all the luck in the world, and I'm thankful for his play and leadership at OU. But I'm a little concerned about OU's defense moving forward. It just seems like the past year, every time he was on the field, OU's defense performed at a pretty high level. When he was absent, oh, there's some cuss words here, so be careful, Steelman. They look like Alex Grinch's defense. <laughs> my, my question for you all, is BV's defense so complicated that it takes that position two to three years to master, or am I just paranoid? Well, I would say, Josh, if it takes two to three years to master, then Jaron Kanick should be pretty good next year, and so should Kip Lewis, and so should Kobe McKenzie, right? Because that would be each of their second year in the third year in the systems. But I think you're going to be – I'm going to miss Danny Stutzman. I'm going to miss Danny Stutzman a lot. I think they're going to be just fine at linebacker. I really do. Some of y'all were telling me how quickly you wanted to get rid of Eric Gray, right? Oh, get Eric Gray out of there. And I say, ah, yeah, I think Eric Gray's pretty good. I, I kind of worry a little bit about that position. 
I love the talent. Worry a little bit about it. My worries were confirmed for a majority of this year until Gavin saw Chuck. They decided, all right, dude, you're getting the ball. I don't have many concerns about the linebacker position. I mean, I would be over the moon talking all the trash in the world if Danny was coming back. But, Josh, I really think they've got a good foundation of dudes there. Yeah, and trust the staff and, and Vittables to crank this thing up for those guys to get them to that point where they could star next season. Primrose Funeral Services, final thoughts. Coming up next, we are on location today at Cavens with the Plank Show. All right, hey, uh, final segment for us, as always, is brought to you by Primrose Funeral Services. Pre-planning is never something anyone wants to think about for your funeral. But thankfully, you have the... You have the caregivers, the uh, experience of those at Primrose Funeral Services, primrosefuneralservices.com. Final thoughts. Call them today at 405-321-6000. Josh, yesterday, Steelman and Parker Thune led with this. So it's a day old, but we haven't talked about it. What did you make of Aaron Colvin's tweet the other day? I, you know what? I, I, I heard you mention this. I didn't see it. Yeah. Funny story, he writes, I was loose off that henny for my final three college games. Reason being, I had turf toe, and I didn't want to take Toradol. And I was on my BS. Whole team was off that henny versus Alabama in the Sugar Bowl. My girlfriend, now wife, was the one buying it. <laughs> uh, well, that does add, uh, it does add some new legend to the lore yeah. of the Sugar Bowl. Absolutely. And then I'll add this. How much time we got left here? You got like 30 seconds. There is a school. Um, it's well, there's a school. Wisconsin is proposing make a play, get paid, where they'll put a player's Venmo account on the Jumbotron immediately following a big play where you could send them money. What are we even doing? It's a new world, man. I will say I do think my personal favorite new thing is people that are putting Venmo addresses on their car. What? Y'all have a great rest of your Thursday. We'll see you tomorrow right here on The Ref.